0: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot, presented by Botano. Go to botano.ca. I'm Brent Wallace. Uh, riding my wings today, Jason York and Bobby Ryan, thankfully, uh, as they've scored a whole lot more goals in the NHL than I have. Uh, gentlemen, it is new season, whether it's off season or playoff season. Both begin today. Uh, playoffs start later today. But first, uh, boys, welcome. Uh, I want to discuss uh, exit interviews and what happened on uh, on Friday with the Sens cleaning out their lockers and guys, one of the most boring days of the year when we come into the locker room and talk to you about the off season and what your plans are, how the season went. Um, You guys have probably just had a party the night before and have zero desire to have any interview whatsoever. Would that be fair?
0: Completely zero desire on that (laughs) given day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You always have the – you know the full team party and then the guys night and the girls night or the coaches no not the coaches but the you know the staff night so you got you got a couple of nights of yeah. you know uh, running around so yeah zero to desire to get in front of a microphone <laughs> yeah
1: Yorkie. there's
2: a, yeah that pretty well sums it up i just remember one time <laughs> it was my, I, a couple couple times we've had a few guys almost miss a 12 o'clock meeting the next day because yep. it's been so so rough the night before and you're like looking at the clock the coach is coming in like all right where's so-and-so is he coming is he coming so no yeah. it's good it's uh it's uh there's always a few good stories save those a lot, for a lot of, time.
1: I, I just
0: yeah a lot okay. of, a lot of guys being driven that morning to the rink by their wives or girlfriends that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i do remember
1: one player coming out going uh just help me through this i I don't really? think I'm sober yet. Oh yeah. So if yeah. you and I'm like, don't worry, I got you. You're gonna answer like three simple questions, and we're moving on. Uh, anyway, really? we'll get to that after. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, as we listened to uh, DJ Smith and the players chat, uh, it, it was all good, and everybody's positive, and everybody wants to come back next year, and all that stuff. Did anybody draw anything from that um, on Friday? I, it just seemed to be the standard quote one thing it did surprise me not one player who was asked said they're going to the world championships this year which i found a bit surprising i know there's weddings and kids uh, babies and injuries but i just found that a little bit surprising
0: me we'll throw All some, right, I'll uh... go. <laughs> There you go. You do I'll, it. Eric. You start us off.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll throw some gasoline on the fire here. I'll throw a little. Oh I'll no! I'll stoke the I'll, I'll stoke the flames here. Um, <laughs> I'm on the camp of of when Debrinket was asked what he was doing. Where you know he didn't sound that enthused about coming back.
0: <laughs> he didn't. Like
2: what I no. Like you, you, usually usually you'll always say because. People will say, well, he didn't say much because he doesn't want to lose any leverage in negotiations. Listen, (laughs) usually you'll say like when Jacob Trickren got traded, I love it here. I love it here. Or anyone's asked, I would love to come back. I would love to come back. I love it here. The city's great. The fans are great. Uh, Hopefully we can get a contract worked out instead of, I'm open to anything. (laughs) So, <laughs> yeah. You, to to no. me, that wasn't a ringing that wasn't a ringing endorsement of a guy that was really excited to sign uh, an extension here. I, but hey, but that's just me. What do I know?
1: I, w- I was hoping you'd miss that comment.
0: <laughs>
1: I Why saw I'm it and I was like, I can't wait till Monday.
0: <laughs> 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 and
2: Je- and I don't think he was up. I don't think he was out late howling uh, howl at the moon either. So it wasn't it wasn't a guy that was under the weather. That was that was a guy that's like, you know, I'm gonna yeah. just not that excited about the thought of coming back. At least at least that's what I was reading between the lines.
0: I kind of, well, I read the same way. I was, that was a guy that's got a U-Haul outside, outside the apartment right now. Um, <laughs> well, if you well, want to be blunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of way I read it. But, uh, because just, I mean, granted, a lot of guys are very calculated with what they'll give media. And a lot of guys are also very, um. I guess, out there and and not cliche. And I think he's somewhere in the middle based on everything that I've kind of seen him say. He gives some honesty, but he also gives... He he gives some of the cliche. And I think where he was there was just saying, hey, listen, I'm... I, I'm not sure, and that there's nothing wrong with not being sure at this point in the game for him. He knows he's going to get qualified, but he doesn't know if he needs to be here long term. There's nothing wrong with what he said, so I wouldn't. I, I honestly read into it way more immediately, and then after thinking about it, I thought, you know what? He knows he's going to be qualified. He didn't have the year that he wanted. Let's see where I'm at next year, kind of thing for him. So yeah. I'm not reading too much <clears throat> into it. I really, I'm not. Just
2: know, just no, just know. Love usually though, usually last day people come. I'll bet you that meeting was very, very positive with DJ and, and the players. No love for the city. Usually there's a little love for the city. And that that's that's what I read into it. Usually you say, uh, you know, yeah. it's great. We liked it here. There was just no,
1: no little Fair pat enough. on the back yeah. for
2: the city. But, no little pat on the back for the city of Ottawa.
1: But I don't think, and one, I don't think he's that type of player. I just think he's very uh i don't want to say no i don't mean dull is the word he's just very quiet and he's very <laughs> unassuming and so i yeah. just think he he doesn't pay any attention i don't know that he went out a whole lot i i don't know what his personal life was but i just know he's gonna be back oh he's gonna be qualified <laughs> i don't know whether he's back or not yep. i don't know what's in the meeting but he's a sure he's assured of making nine million dollars next year so he can really say whatever he wants <laughs> very yeah great <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't yeah. really Very do chill. whatever you want but but i it, i but... now here's the question does he is he in the lineup on opening night that's the question i want to know <laughs> or i I'm,
2: I'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say he's traded at the
0: draft see i'd love to di- i'd love to disagree with you but i can't um I'm I'm with you on that one. I do not believe he's part of the top 6 next year. Uh here.
1: Now, yeah. Now the only issue, aside from his dollar amount cuz I l- actually like the way he plays for the most part minus mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's a big fan of playing in his own end very much. Uh, but most high end players aren't. I don't think Bobby was a great 200 <laughs> foot player in his day either.
2: Uh oh, hey, 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 hey.
1: he minus- <laughs> hey, just take that Bobby <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: it's not even eight thirty here, man. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> uh, I don't
1: like. Dude, he's yeah. he's one hell of a skilled offensive player.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the best guys in the NHL at transporting the puck through the middle of the ice on the power play and getting zone entries every time. And I think he's one of the best three on three players in the National Hockey League as well. I'll say it again. This is the only concern I have. I I truly believe Ottawa is not that far away from being a really good team that's going to challenge in the playoffs. Do you know what's not in the playoffs? Three on three hockey. (laughs) That's a little bit of a. (laughs) That's (laughs) I know you got to get there and all that, and and I just uh, anyway, we'll see how it pans out. I just don't think he's. I, I think I think Ottawa's learned their lessons in the past of not getting it done and then all of a sudden you, you let it bleed in the training camp and then you're under the gun to sign the player and you lose all the leverage and you trade them at the deadline for a lot less than you would have got at the draft when you got so many more teams interested so we'll yeah. see it's going to be interesting leading up to them
1: i would like to point out that we just had Jason York say positive things about Alex DeBrinkett. That's all I feel like this whole season has now been a success.
2: Listen, I've, said this, from, I've, I've said this from
1: day one. I've said this from day one. He
2: is one of the best. I just say it again one of the best three on three players in the league, one of the best power play guys in the league. He's one of the best outside the dots players in the National Hockey League. Outside the dots. My concern is the playoffs are played inside the dots. That's my concern. But, hey, you still got to get to the playoffs, right? You still got to get there. Yep.
1: Yep. Very Fair valid. Enough. Uh, Pierre Dorian, general manager, will speak uh, later today, and so we will have uh, his comments, which are more obviously more important on days like this than the players and the coaching staff, so we will uh, hear what he has to say. Uh, so on a scale of 1 to 10, Bobby, where do you rank this season in terms of a success Ooh. well I, I, and i said it before the
0: season ever began that i thought the playoffs were going to be a long shot and i think that there was a lot of excitement in the city and the fan base to be a playoff team so if you're if you're talking expectations from everybody else or from myself i would give this a solid seven like they made some major strides this year they had some young players mm-hmm. that came in um, and took and took major leaps. Brady got another year of being a captain under his belt and is growing into a very, very good one. Uh, Tim Stutzel is becoming a generational player in front of our eyes. Jake Sanderson um, not only was a, was a rookie of the year, probably candidate, but my rookie of the year. Um, you figure out the goaltending. You shore up the defense over the summer. You got a great top six, whether Duprin gets in that or not, with the addition of Josh coming back. The bottom, The bottom six, I think, has to be improved. Um, but I, I still give it a seven, I think. And we, here's the words, meaningful games. They played games down the stretch that mattered. They, (laughs) they were in the playoff conversation at game 60 to almost 70, I would say. Right. Um, and that's, that's a major stride for these, for these young guys. And you really, if you're PR Dorian and you're DJ Smith and you're sitting down this week, you're looking at the players that, that stepped up during those occasions. They were the guys that you have under long-term contracts. Right. They weren't. Maybe Alex Debrinkant wasn't the best player at that stretch of time. But you're able to walk from that situation. You weren't going to be mm-hmm. able to walk from a Tim Stutzler if he didn't play well or a Drake Batherson if he didn't play well. But all of your best future core pieces played great hockey down the stretch and in games that mattered. And that's huge. So uh, seven for me, I, I would love this. And they did a lot of this with being decimated um, through parts of the year. So I think it's a great year for for the Sens. Um, I know we all feel like they fell short because we want to see them playing later into April, but we're going to see that sooner rather than later as an organization. In my mind,
2: yeah, I, I mentioned this, I mentioned three things, but I'll say there were five things, five things that happened for me for the Ottawa Senators, five huge things. Number one, this team never really had in a long for a long time, and they have in the past a legitimate older player that's brought, come in and brought leadership and they could back it up with his play. Like you, you can bring in older guys, but if the older guy is not really that great of a player, what he says, the guys are listening, yep. but they're not listening that hard. So Claude Giroux, number one, him coming in, playing the way he did and being the leader, he, he, which he was. And Bobby mentioned this, what what he was doing on and off the ice was infectious for Tim Stutzla. Brady Kachuk, Drake Bass, and the entire group. So Giroux, yeah. uh, and then here's the guy we forget too. Pinto scored 20 goals this year. Pinto yeah. scored 20, yeah. he scored uh, 20 goals and he had to play against the other teams, usually number two centermen. So he learned on the job. And while he learned on the job, he got 20 goals. So the emergence of Pinto, Jake Sanderson, you guys that we all, we've talked about him to death. They've got a young superstar on defense. You got Brady Kachuk. Best power forward in the game, youngest captain, uh, and Tim Stutzer. So those five things happened this year for the Ottawa Senators. I'm gonna go a step higher, Bob. I'll go I'll go seven point five. Those were five huge things. And along the way, I, the bottom six, I, I kind of liked Castelik at the end of the year. He to me, he's good. He, to me, really
1: great.
2: he he separated himself out of that murky bottom six. I, I think he's a guy that is without question unless he has a horrible camp I, I i think he's solidified himself into that fourth line center um and hey I'll, I'll give some props to brandstrom he got some ice time at the end of the season and he took himself out of that conversation with with docker and clevin for now clevin will surpass him later but he separated himself from those bottom guys Lassie thompson as well so you got to give Branstrom yeah. some credit as well. I, I I really liked how he played down the stretch. So seven point five for me, but still huge question marks in goal.
1: They have to get that figured out this summer. Yep, very fair. So here's very a look true. at the the Ottawa Senators last six seasons, and just the you can see some of the improvement that they've gone through. Uh, they finished thirteen points higher this year than they did last season. Their power play in the top ten. It's the only thing right now, of, including like penalty kill, goals for, goals against, that's in the top ten. Um, The save percentage needs to be obviously a little bit better than it was, but there are market improvements of where they're at. It's the first time they finished above 500 in six years. Like that's in itself has to be considered a positive. Uh, Then you add in 330 goal scores and 620 goal scores. Um, I'm of the feeling it's an eight or higher. And I'm going to add excitement level to that because I think, based on excitement yeah. level alone, and you have no idea yeah. what's going to transpire on the ice, and they could be in a full on brawl in Montreal or they could be pumping seven <laughs> goals into the net on another end. Like, that's the best yeah. part about that. You, they, they will, I don't know, they'll find you anywhere and they will play that game. I love the entertainment mm-hmm. value alone. Whether they win every night, I don't necessarily care that much as opposed to, I just want to see a really good hockey game. And watching Tim Stutzler play hockey. Is a whole lot of fun I, yeah again, so what, i won't ever probably so bring what, up his plus minus because i don't care
2: what's the question we were we rate was the rating on entertainment value or success of the team you switched no, the question just overall what's i just going on
1: i just going on added entertainment value listen i can add whatever i want to the show and i can add whatever <laughs> i want to my opinion you're just you're so just trying it to an, get rid. i give it an eight you're
2: just you're just trying to dodge that nickname of yours Brett bitter give it in sends an eight no. <laughs> <of
1: seven. You're laughs> no. happy so, like, come on you're not and, and fool anybody and i had a conversation with a, a fan over twitter because twitter was a little uh, <laughs> upset with me over the Peridoran comments which i don't really understand why i just relate i, I oh, just relate some facts um so i had a conversation with one of them and he told me i needed a thicker skin Cause he, he got personal and I was like, well, I don't understand why you're personal. He's like, you need a thicker skin. So I guess in order for you to yell at me, I just need to be able to take it. So. <laughs> there you um, makes sense. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I'm excited for next year based on the way they finished this year. I I'm just disappointed. And as yeah. you guys can point out, as, so you give me the player perspective on that November and it's November, three straight years in a row. Where And we've used the term before, you can't win the Stanley Cup in October, November, but you can lose it. And that's what they did. They lost playoffs based on how they played it. Why in November, uh, Yorkie? What? I don't understand. What is it about November that's so painful? Two Thanksgiving. Well, for this, yeah.
2: double dinners,
1: Bob says. yeah a each time. I never saw it that way.
2: I just... I'll say one thing Stutzla people forget like this was really his first time being a full-time center and having to do it as the number one center iceman on the team early on in the season people forget he he had his struggles learning how to play down low Um, he made a lot of defensive mistakes but he he had to learn on the job just like Pinto so as the season went on like his, his learning IQ was crazy because he just got better and better. But Stutzler got off to a slow start. Um, the whole team got off to a slow start because that's what happens when you're young. It's two things can happen. Either you get lightning in a bottle and you don't even realize the situation you're in and you just start winning because you're just not realizing the pressure. I, I think the pressure on the young group got the better of them early. Some guys were in some situations that were new to them. And with Norris out, I don't care who you are. That center ice position that's the reason they got off to the bad start it's you're not going to win in the nhl when you're that young at center and that green um and um the defense wasn't addressed early on you you started off with that defense and the goaltending was (laughs) inconsistent so there you go add all those things up and you get a bad start
0: yeah I i mean i would like to add anything to what he said but there was nothing they were thin at the center they were thin with injuries the defense wasn't good and the goaltending was suspect and then everything, so everything
1: got better as it went, but it's how, too little, too late. How much of then adding new players like DeBrinket, Giroux, Talbot, make have an impact on how you come together? Are, do do we make it a big deal of like, oh, they're not gelling, or is this an actual reality when you're an NHL player?
0: It's not that they're not gelling; it's just the players are trying to find their footing in a new system, new place. Um, a guy like Giroux, who's Who's done it, has no issue with it, and has played in the league a long time and it's different. But some other guys, you know, some some other guys coming into a new situation. It's hard to come into a new new situation as an Alex to bring cat and score right away. So I've been less hard on them because of those situ because I've been through that. It's hard. It's a very hard, it's hard enough to score in the league. And then you change everything about yeah. your surroundings and your players. It makes things difficult. It it just does. Um I think we i I think some at some point if we were too hard on them throughout the year, and then I think we were leaning on them a little bit through the middle of the year, but at the same time, there's players that are learning on the fly as young guys, and then there's players that are coming into new situations. It just took all of it time to click all of it just <laughs> took time to click, excuse me um, yeah. and when it did they were they were one of the better teams in the league down the stretch
2: and here's here's a thing we haven't talked about in a long time. Early on in the season, the Sens' power play wasn't very good. And they started off Mm -hmm. with 1A and 1B. It wasn't until really the injuries came and the team basically went with one power play. Because Dabrinkit got off to that. He, He came from a place in Chicago where he was staying on for a minute and 40 of every power play. And then once things got sorted out and Ottawa went with their group, which was Stutzla, DeBrinket, Batherson, Kachuk, and it was Shabbat for the most time when that power play was really cooking back there. They really got into a groove. Uh, how many games did they win based on just having a great power play and a few co- timely saves? Like they, there was a lot game. of times. There were a lot of times that power play won a ton of games, and to me, it took a while for them to get in sync as a group. But once they did it, that that was that was probably the second best power play in the NHL for a stretch, the first best for a while. It was, it was really cooking.
1: Yeah, very much. so. Uh, Bobby, do you remember your first month for the, uh, with the Ottawa senators?
0: I do. Cause we had that nightmare stretch of it. We, I think we started six on the road or something like that. I remember going to Buffalo, Toronto Yep. coming home for two days and then going right into death Valley out West um, yes. on that trip. Cause I think like my third or fourth game in the, uniform was out there in anaheim for my first game back so i remember um i didn't score in the first two or three games or something like that and the sky was falling and then i started <laughs> and then i went on a little bit of a run um and i think our, our power play clicked a little bit in my first month i don't know where we were Still, standings wise we were somewhere we might have been close to 500 but we we felt confident at yep. close to 500 because of that trip like you start oh you start six on the road and
1: you come back just under 500, you're pretty happy. So it's interesting because I, like you, I'll say tore it up in your first uh, 16 games, which is basically October 4th to November 7th, uh, you had nine goals, 18 points and the team was six, six and four. And on that Western trip, uh, LA San Jose Anaheim, you score all three of those games uh, just to show all your friends back home, how good you were. I I, Like, that's got to be a pretty good feeling, though, to come in in your first month after, like, it was a pretty big deal. You're here to replace Alfie, sign a big deal. At least you were able to put up points. Yeah, it helped. I think, you know, when I got traded here, the big thing was about,
0: you know, getting Spezza a winger again. Um, And we lasted about a game and a half before Paul said... It's not working. we are like, <laughs> a game and a half. Okay. Um, and then I, I remember we just jumbled something up just to try something new. And then Spez went back to, I think, with Colin Greening and somebody else that he had some familiarity with. And uh, I started a game with Kyle, Turris, and Clark MacArthur. And the three of us jailed immediately. Um, specifically, Clark and I, we just kind of played really well off of each other. And Turi was like the perfect center for our game, um, being as reliable as he was. So, our line ended up being so good that Paul just and Paul and then whoever else came in for that year just couldn't you couldn't change it no it was Paul for the whole year you, we we were the you know arguably the top line i think sometimes whatever line spez was on was still the top line because it's spez but sure um, the three of us really played well together and 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 found some consistency so um you know it was a letdown because i really wanted to play with spez i think if we had more time we would have really played well together but it was it was hard not to it was hard to switch that up we and it helped me immensely coming in and, and playing well out of the gate.
1: <laughs> uh, who assisted on your first Ottawa Senator goal? Eric
0: Carlson and. Mika's a bit. No, Eric Carlson and Milan McCulloch. The
1: power play specialist, Chris Phillips.
0: <laughs> Was it Philly that walked the line and gave it to me?
1: It's. It just says power play goal by Chris Phillips, Eric Carlson. I'm like, wow. I'm thinking it was a Yeah, yeah,
0: it must have been. It must have been towards the tail end because I remember. I just remember walking down and blowing it over. Quick, Jonathan Quick's shoulder, and I had a great screen in front by whoever it was.
1: (laughs) Very good. Uh, All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, Story time is coming up, but first, as always, uh, everybody's favorite sponsor reads uh, today. Oh, today I. You know what, Bobby, you can have Renfrew Pro Tape and uh, Yorkie gets BPI, okay? Um, Here we go. Uh, This show is always proudly sponsored by Botano, where uh, things are about to heat up tonight with the NHL playoffs getting underway. Go to Botano.ca. Download the app. All kinds of live in-game betting. Hundreds of options each and every game. Parlays, bet builders, all kinds of stuff at uh, Botano, um, where I have so far given them all my money. Uh, Botano.
2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much
1: at airbnb.com host. now
0: as always the show held together by renfrew pro the original (laughs) hockey tape fun fact all 16 teams in the playoffs use renfrew pro is hand terrible moisture resistant helps with puck control and you can use what the pros use if you go to all major retailers it's available everywhere also available at Pro.com. you can't miss it it's the one with the green core you can give them a follow if we can change the graphic for me at Renfruit pro uh, for terrible free tape fridays if you get in there tag your teammates you get unlimited <laughs> entries you can share to your story for 10 more entries and have a chance to win some tape for the boys in the locker room renfrew pro feel the game
2: i love that line it's half. it's I, yeah, it's awesome i love the line too it's hand terrible
0: hand terrible the rest <laughs> it could of mean it. two things not when, Every, not everything's when you're hand six terrible if you're strong enough <laughs> yeah
2: people might think it makes your hands terrible
0: that's a, i could tear a phone book
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you're six you're still biting right. it i know that
2: Oh, yeah. You don't want to have terrible hands, though. Anyhow, <laughs> that one flew over you guys. Bonisher Excavating, no, uh, helping to make uh, the Go Ottawa
1: Valley a better place. What are you talking about, no? We all understood it. We just didn't want to play <laughs> along with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Thanks to Bonisher Excavating uh, for equipment rentals, Aggregated. aggregate and topsoil sales, custom crushing and screening college floating highway maintenance, concrete framework. When you're planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. Give them a call at 613-432-1120. And you can find them online at bonisherexcavating.com
1: Also, just a heads up, they do uh, driveway paving and sealing. So if you're uh, in the Renfrew Valley and things are starting to heat up now, uh, you want to get your driveway done? Give them a show. months Yes. Yes. And, and all right, gentlemen. And, yeah. And so also,
2: ahead. don't forget to slow down in construction zones.
1: <laughs> Love it. He's on it. We are rolling today. You know what? If you didn't Boom. mess up aggregate at the top, you I I I'm giving aggregate. you an eight because you're uh, thank you. Also because your hand terrible joke. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Alex. Uh, f- <laughs> fire up story time i got some questions to ask about exit meeting interviews (laughs) uh i do love this okay gentlemen (laughs) tell me about exit interviews and what they are like are they good are they bad are they ever contentious um I'm going to say Yorkie has more of those because it's a little more old school. Bobby, what's your recollection of exit meeting interviews?
0: Well, they're good. They're bad. They're contentious. They're all all over the map, and they're (laughs) all different for every single guy that goes into that room. Um, You can go from a guy that had a great year to a guy that's going to go in there and just get lampooned. (laughs) So it's always interesting (laughs) when you're like – you're all sitting around that room and you know how long they take they allot lot for seven minutes or 12 minutes or whatever it is and then they blow it out of the water by 45. so it's the longest day of the year um Good i had days. some i had a couple i i will say one of my favorite stories and and um it was actually one of the first times i actually sat with eugene um at the end of the year he picked six or seven guys maybe um give or take and this is the story about how we ended up with a lounge that rivals any teams in the league um I went in with the Eugene It was his first meeting of the day it was noon So you know nice to meet you Bob we sat down and before the meeting his assistant came in and said can I get you anything so just nothing for me thank you and I was nervous I hadn't really sat with Eugene before and I think he just wanted to get to know me because we talked a little bit about hockey, a little bit about the sense, and then we talked books and and different things. And it was just a feel out meeting, I could tell. But when his when his assistant turned to him, he said, "What could I get you?" He said, "I'll do a a hot dog and a Mike's hard." I said, "What?" I said, "If, I, if, I do, if we were if we were doing that, I would have joined you." You know, um, and I was twenty six at the time, so I sat there with that with Eugene, um, and. I talked to him for a good 45 minutes. It was a great conversation. And I left and I thought, I've never experienced that before. <laughs> Mike's hard lemonade and a, and, a, um, and a hot dog. So, you know, each meeting goes a little longer than I said to Philly, did he have a hot dog or a Mike's Hard? He said he had both. And I thought, okay, because <laughs> Philly was after me. By the time he went in, by the time Carl went in at the end of the night, it was the last meeting of the day. Somebody said to Carl, you can get just about anything you want right now. So Carl goes, <laughs> "Okay." So Texas, I goes. I got a seventy-five thousand dollars lounge. <laughs> I remember that one? And then I remember um, that was one of my favorite meetings, actually, ever with a person in hockey. Honestly, um, jokes aside, he was awesome to talk to. And I will say the other one uh, about the late, great Brian Murray was that when he was trying to fight Colin Greening, and I think this one kind of came out a little bit when him and Colin Greening got into it. Um, And it was the same day that somebody had asked Colin Greening, what's missing from your game? And Colin Greening goes, ice time. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I I guess they... (laughs) They kind of got into it. They were both, you know, Greening was an imposing guy. I don't think I've ever played with a guy that big and strong, honestly. Jacked, worked his his ass off in the locker room – in the weight room, excuse me. But I remember they – they kind of went back and forth, um, and it was after he had signed the extension. And Colin essentially said, "You ruined my career." And Brian said, "Well, you might have ruined mine <laughs> with the contract." <laughs> um, and I guess, I guess, a couple people had to get up inside and get inside the room because they were standing on one side of the desk, and Brian was ready to come around to greet them. And I, <laughs> I thought, man, I love that guy. I wish I had more time with Brian Murray because he was just, he was just. All honesty, all truth, and and a spitfire. So those were just two good ones off the cuff.
2: <laughs> I remember I had Brian his first year when he was came back from coaching. He had coached the Florida Panthers, and then he resurfaced in Anaheim as a head coach. And I, I think it was like nine years or something since he had coached. And I don't know if he used to do this in Ottawa, Bob. But if, if we were screwing up the passing drills, Brian would give me a puck, someone give me a puck, and he'd give him a puck and he someone would have to go with them and they'd go down the ice, passing the puck back and forth. Then Brian would slowly cruise in on the goalie, take a shot, and of course the goalie'd let it in and the whole team would cheer and we'd get back to the drill. And long and behold, we'd do the drill great after that. Like he was he just and his practices weren't that tough, eh? Like I remember his practices, it was all all he cared about, at least when I had him, was make sure the passes are on the tape. But what a beauty, eh? Like, and that that comment he made for Greening, you know, you know that was no delay as well, eh? Like it was like one second, well, right? You probably ruined my yeah. career. <laughs> right? You probably ruined my career too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I so
0: I never had him as a coach. I only had him as a general manager. I would have really? loved to have had him behind the bench. Oh. I, yeah, I I yeah. heard a story, and I'll I'll. They were on the ice one time, and they had a rookie party um, the night before, and all the guys were hung to the gills. Some were still drunk, and he blew practice down, and he singled out one guy that was the worst player at practice. And he said, what the F are you doing out here? Are you still drunk? And the player said, I don't even drink. And Brian turned around and goes, well, maybe you should start. I wasn't there for the story, but I just heard it. I thought that I could, I, I knowing Brian, a little bit. I said, that that's, that fits the bill 100%. <laughs> I, only,
2: I only really had one confrontational exit meeting, and it was in Anaheim too. And i basically said to the i called the assistant coach out because all the players knew he was a weasel all the players knew he didn't have our backs and all the players knew and then i just went in there and i said listen nobody's fooled by what you're doing like we all know you're an imposter yeah. and we went at it for like 10 minutes and i knew i wasn't uh, i knew i'd get traded the next year but man you can just that's the nice thing about those meetings if you have enough Usually older guys have to do it. It, it, it always happens after yeah. a bad year or something happens. But, man, I, I had it with this coach. It was, I, I was so happy I said something after because the guy was just a complete imposter.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so what were Guy Boucher's like? Because he's very cerebral. I think of you played for Paul McClain, uh Dave Cameron, and Guy Boucher. Uh, would uh, Guy's be the most in-depth?
0: by far yeah by far a lot of coaches go based on the end of the year on feelings right um and how they felt you played and how they can and what you need to do for the team to be better um you know I only had one exit meeting with Guy because he was you know let go after the deadline that following year um but that being said we had had a great run that year um so mm-hmm. the meeting was good to begin with, and and we talked about my you know my regular season not being great, and he's like I need playoff Bobby from game one the next year and things like that. Um, and we had really really good conversations, and him and I were drawing on the board and going back and forth in it, and um, you know I I've spoken extremely highly of Gee the entire time. I absolutely love playing for him, <laughs> but you know he helped me through a lot that year. Um, you know it was the beginning it was the beginning of some tough times for me that are very well documented, but Gee had my back and helped me through all of them. So, uh, we, probably the best exit meeting I have actually ever had was with him. Yeah uh, hmm. and, and yeah, just a very cerebral analytical person.
1: Really, really awesome. Uh, what has been like, I guess, was there ever one that you were like, man, I get Yorkie kind of alluded to his, but you were like, this coach doesn't get me or, Uh, This just isn't going to, doesn't feel right, or it's not my place to be. Like, was there anything that just felt off in any of your meetings?
0: Yeah, for me, I think my exit meeting the year I got traded out of Anaheim, I just, it was so short and quipped that, and and Getzoff and Perry had signed those mammoth deals, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We lost in Detroit to round one, and those guys had already signed those deals. I knew because I had no trade protection that I wasn't coming back. Um, I, like, I knew that the moment they signed and they signed in January and February. So I played out the rest of that year, essentially. Um, and, and just knew when I walked into the room that it wasn't coming out because there was no real feedback, you know, or excuse me, um, um, Gabby, Bruce Boudreau gave me some things to work on kind of thing, but it wasn't like what we need from you. It's what you need to work on. And that was different. And then my meeting with Brian, Bob, Mary, excuse me, was, Weeks later, I got a text to come in and my meeting was about three minutes and I just walked out of there and I was like, whatever's left in that locker room, I better go grab right now because I just knew it was coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you take all your sticks? I took,
0: I no, I, you know what? It was it was funny because the room was already shut down by the time he actually called me because um, I had talked to a couple other players and I said, have you guys had meetings with Bob? And they all said no because Bob likes to let things digest a little bit and then come back to you. Um and when he did get back to me, my, I'm, I'm honest to God, I was not in that. I drove 45 minutes each way for a three minute meeting. And I was like, well, I think we could have just had a phone call. <laughs> so I just knew, I knew as soon <laughs> yeah. as I left that room, I was like, I'll never walk. I'll never walk through these halls again on this side of the room. I just knew
2: where was, uh, 45 minutes. Where'd no. you live in Anaheim? What's your area?
0: But I, I, you know, what? It's 45 minutes of traffic, but I was, uh, by fashion Island right off Jamboree, oh, Newport beach th-
2: there. Newport yeah. beach. Is that where most of the yeah, guys were
0: living. Yeah. <laughs> All the oh, young guys yeah. lived down there because it was cheap rent, right? You, the beach towns yeah. during the winter. Um, I, I had owned a house, and I, but I got out of that. I got out of that gauntlet that is Balboa um, down there, and moved yeah. to the quiet area of Newport. But yeah, got, guys have moved on from that area, and have, from what I understand, are now in like Corona del Mar. Um, yes, because you. What have an area! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We. Uh, that's my. That's that's one of my big regrets uh, mid nineties. I've going down. What's this Corona Del Mar place? I, Wally I, you've been down the Corona Del Mar, eh? It's basically just past fashion Island, Newport beach. Fantastic. And back in the yep. mid nineties, man, you, you could steal a beachfront place back then. Not so much yeah. anymore.
0: No, <laughs> No, no, not at all.
1: Listen, guys, <laughs> so, when I, yeah, I, when I worked on the road, I didn't go out anywhere. So I don't know any of these places. I just stayed in my room. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, no, I, lived in, I lived
0: in the back bay. I loved it.
1: I loved it. There, yeah. Living wise. Um, uh, so last question before we uh, move on to uh, playoffs and, and Bobby, I just want to know, like when you're walking out of that hallway where you've been drafted, you've played your career, you've got four 30 goal seasons. Is it bittersweet? What's that feeling like? Well,
0: the, I guess the feeling was was regret, right? Because we had some really good teams there. We just could not get past the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they just they just matched up extremely well against us. And I think if we get past them in two game sevens, we you know we have a good look at a cup run. Um, so a little bit of regret. We we knew we had a very you know arguably one of the better lines in hockey with Getzlaf Perry and I. Um, we knew we had some depth we just we just didn't get it done when it counted um so i there was a lot of regret i knew i wasn't coming back but the other side is like you're kind of excited about where you're going to end up because i had no idea at this point it was going to be ottawa i had heard philly i had heard Jose. i had heard some really good places too um but you just don't know so a lot I, I guess i left with some regret and a lot of uncertainty about what was coming right you're young you have i just bought a house i had just you know, kind of moved in and, and, you know, was starting a life mm. there. So when you know a lot of changes are coming, you got a lot of uncertainty feelings. That's for sure.
2: It's amazing how that works when uh, you buy the old buy, when you buy a house, it's almost the kiss of death. It's within a year. You're yeah. usually traded. Yep. It's great. Same yep. thing happened. You bought a house six months later.
1: See you later. Yep. Very much there was, so. Yep. Uh, was it to bring it? Somebody was traded to Ottawa who had just, bought a house and they're oh. like no no you're kidding me
0: oh okay who, i was I'm, you know that? what it, i know that it was christian Dvorak had just bought a house and then got traded to montreal like days after buying the house
1: yeah i, I think yeah, yeah I, I, might even been De thought he was uh no no dylan DeMello. when he okay, got traded okay. to ottawa i think it was he had literally just signed the deal and he told his wife and she's like no no you're lying to me um <laughs> all right <laughs> uh and but last thing, so I keep saying last question, do you guys hang out on locker cleanout day or do you get out of there as soon as your meeting's done? I, uh, I remember my meeting, <laughs> there
0: was usually a jet on the runway for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I remember Mark Crawford's like, when are you leaving? And I said, when's our meeting over? And he said, what do you mean? I said, Danielle and the kids are waiting for a phone call. I'm driving this car to the dealership to drop back off and I'm getting picked up and we're getting on the plane. Um, cause I was, everybody knows how much I love Idaho. I could never wait to get back to Idaho and I just never, you know, I would always stay for the year end stuff, obviously, but I was always just, you know, when you're done, it's time to go home and it's time to reset. So, uh, I was, I never took vacations. We never really wanted to do that. We just wanted to get home. So I was always gone the day of or the day after.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I would stay until June. Kids in school, you're not going anywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I never had any of that. So, yeah, young kids, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay right till June.
1: (laughs) Out the door. In the room that day, are you, Yorkie, did you hang out? Did you want to talk to guys? Or is it like, I'm done, we've had enough time together?
2: No, I usually organized a little get-together for later that
1: day for the guys (laughs) that were
2: staying around we'd go meet again because you, you were out the night before and then you're you're going you're going you're gonna to do it again like you're going to blow off some more steam and usually okay. i'd be the one organizing where we were meeting that next day maybe a nice sunny nope. patio maybe a nice caesar no surprise and then, uh, and then you, you? <laughs> off you go again actually you know what we used to do in ottawa <laughs> my job in ottawa was um i would always organize the molson bus and we would get this bus and molson's would give it to us for the night and we take the bus downtown and we would stop at all the bars and the whole team would get off the Molson bus on Elgin street. And you could just see 25 guys go in a bar and we'd stay in that bar for whenever an hour and then get on the bus and the, and the bus just cruised around. It was like clockwork for five, five springs. The Molson bus did a tour of uh, downtown Ottawa. And then we'd end up at one of the guys houses. And this is kind of funny back then all the guys lived in canada lakes and the molson bus takes everybody after the bar back to canada lakes so picture this it's like four thirty in the morning the bus stops i think the after party was at red's house and you own a bus stops it makes that big
1: Yep. <laughs> so five and four
2: thirty in the morning in a quiet residential area The Molson bus pulls out in front of the house in a quiet neighborhood. You hear that noise and then 20 guys get off and and the party starts again. So, uh, And I think I lived about about 20 houses down, so I just cruised home after that. So good times on the Molson bus.
1: Uh, All right. That, uh, as always, brings an end to story time as we've got to move this show along. Uh, Otherwise, I could ask you some (laughs) questions. Okay, here we go. It's time now to put in our playoff picks uh, brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca. The game starts now. Um, There is a lot to get through. So we got to go through eight series here. Uh, We just want to know who's going to win how many games. We're going to do the first round. We're going to start out west. So uh, number one, I think – Ah, We're starting with Colorado, Seattle. So uh, this one's interesting. It's the first time uh, that a franchise will play its first ever series against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Uh, As we know, uh, Seattle had a really good year. But Colorado, down the stretch, uh, had the third best record in the National Hockey League since January 1st when they went 32-11-4. Bobby, you're the Western guy. I'll start with you first. Who are you picking in this one?
0: I'm taking Colorado. I mean, I'll just be brief with this one. Colorado, I think it's yep. five or six games. I think um, I think Seattle will find a, I need way, a way to five win or a home six, game, I need but... five
1: or six. You can't pick one. I'll or the take other.
0: five. I'll take five. I think okay. Colorado wins at home, um, and Seattle finds a way to go back there for Game Five by winning
1: one at home in front
0: of their fans. But they're just too deep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Same with me.
1: AVS in five. I think Seattle uh, gets one at home. they've still got some, they've done some pretty good stuff this year. They can score goals. Uh, all right. You're going to go five. I let's go Colorado in seven. I think, I Ooh. think Seattle can still play. They play a, an in your face grinding kind of game. I think they can still hang in there. Uh, all right. I like that. Moving on. <laughs> yep. But um, bum. Dallas, Minnesota. This one's interesting. Dallas finished five points ahead of Minnesota in the standings. Um, Both played really good uh, seasons. Dallas, since the uh, February 1st, is the seventh best team in the National Hockey League, and Minnesota is ninth. Uh, All right, Yorkie, you get to go first.
2: You know, I'm going to go with the underdog here. I like the moves Billy Guerin did for Minnesota coming down the stretch. Um, I I, I can see them stealing one in Dallas to start putting the heat on, and I'm going to say... I'm going to say wild and seven.
1: Okay.
0: okay. I'm just going to do the exact opposite. I think there's going to be, this is going to be one of the best series of the first round for me. Um, and it's, it's a series that I'm going to watch a lot of. I'm just going to take the team with the better special teams um, and go with, mm. go with Dallas. But I think it's going to be a seven game series. So Dallas and seven.
1: I, I like Jake Ottinger and the way he's played stars in five. Nice. Somehow there has to be a little bit of upset every once in a while. And I I think there's just, you'll see some team just get really hot. I like the Dallas Stars. All right. uh, And finally, in the West, Edmonton LA. Edmonton was on fire uh, January 1st. Second best team in the National Hockey League. They went 37-7 in their last 44 games. They own the best power play in the league. 10th uh, best goals against their penalty kill though is a concern which is always seems to be a concern in the postseason Bobby who are you taking see you know what though their penalty kill is actually
0: better than LA's so if you're giving me a bad penalty kill against the number <laughs> one power play and the hottest <laughs> team in hockey with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, I'm taking Edmonton and I if I'm Edmonton there's one team I don't want to play excuse me it is the LA Kings but right now they're just too they're too hot i think edmonton has got as much of a chance to win as anybody right now so i'm going to take edmonton but la doesn't lay down it's going to be a six game series
2: yeah yeah no i loaded up on oilers in my pool mcdavid's on a different (laughs) planet dry sidle has proven to be one of the best playoff uh players in the league i love this guy he's so good when it's tight spaces i'm going oil uh, I, I think they're going to come in and roll them. I was going to take a sweep, but I'll go Edmonton wow. and five.
1: Okay. Does goaltending concern you? Mm. Not a ton. Oh,
2: you, your boy Skinner. He was hot down the stretch. One of the Listen, top goalies I just put in the him league, on the list
1: because he? he's a goaltender. He's actually played really well, but he's a rookie goaltender. That's my only concern. But maybe Cam that doesn't Morton's matter. Pretty... Maybe they don't pay any attention. Yeah. They just play. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's a good thing. All right. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll throw this out. I meant to mention this before. Uh, the first playoff series between the Oilers and Kings, which was back in 2022, last year, uh, Connor McDavid matched the NHL record for most multi-point games in a single round with six. Uh, McDavid, 14 points overall, which equaled the most by any player in the first round in 29 years. Uh, I guess it just feels like Edmonton's probably going to come out on top. So... Oilers in five. I don't want them to waste any time. Uh, what did you say, uh, Yorkie? You had the Oilers five. in what?
2: Oilers in five. Okay. All
1: right. On to the west or on to the east we go, shall we? Uh, nope, we got one more. Where are we starting? Oh, we got one Vegas. more. Vegas and, right. and win. I apologize. The Mark Stone one. See, Mark Stone comes back. <laughs> He's all healed up, ready to play in the <laughs> postseason. Uh, yeah. They have three and0 against Winnipeg this season. They were really good down the stretch. If that really I, I still think the way you play going into the playoffs is important. I thought they were pretty good down the stretch. Um, since February 1st, Winnipeg is 22nd overall at 14, 14 and 2. Um, while well, Vegas was the second best team since February at 22, 4 and five. Um, Bobby, you take who you want.
0: I got Vegas um in a very very close series. I think Winnipeg is built for the playoffs with their size. Um but I I I still just have to I'm I like Vegas. I think you were I agree with a lot of what you said, but I think this is a 6 or 7. I'm You say Vegas in 7.
2: Wow. Yeah, I Yeah, I've got uh I I got Vegas I agree. Who's going to be there? Who's starting in nets for Vegas come playoff time? That's my question. Is it? Uh, is it Jonathan Quick? Wally. I
1: would. Nobody knows. I, would, right? I don't know. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah you would assume, but, right? And yeah, I don't is, know.
2: Is he? Uh, he's got like he's got pedigree. I know he's older, but I, I like Vegas. I like Vegas. I do agree with Bob on Winnipeg. Man, they're big. They're heavy, but uh, you got a rested Mark Stone. I'll go Vegas in six.
1: All right. Uh, Vegas and six for me as well. I just don't, I don't know. I don't like the way Winnipeg Plagues played down the stretch. And I always remember Curtis LeCision a long time ago with the Sens, and they didn't play well down the stretch. He goes, you can never back into the playoffs. If you're not playing well going in, it's usually a quick out for you. Uh, I it's just, terrible. I can't see them being any different. All right. On to the East. Look at how quickly we rolled through that, gentlemen. Good job. I like it. Oh, here we go. So Boston, Florida. Uh, Do we need to spend any time on this? (laughs) Uh, Nope. Uh, Yorkie.
0: Yorkie. You you lead us off. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think Florida wins a game in this one. Maybe two. Maybe two. I think Florida's – I'm going to go Bruins in six. Bruins in six. I think – I think Florida's going to surprise them, give Boston a little bit of test, but then Boston's going to figure it
0: out and win in six. It's exactly what I have so written down. I will Boston, say... Boston in six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Boston Florida wins one on And wins one on the road. Okay. They they split the first two, and then Boston figures it out.
1: Boston and Ottawa, the only two teams this or Sorry, Florida and Ottawa, the only two teams this year to beat Boston more than once yeah exactly so uh i think you may have a chance i i do like the way florida has played yeah again it comes to goaltending for me though
2: yeah and like it looks like i don't i don't trust
1: i don't don't trust i don't trust goalie bob in the
2: playoffs i think they go with lion i think lion's the guy that starts
1: i think so too uh, Boston in five. They're just going to have one bad game at the beginning because they haven't had any fucking, uh, any kind of adversity all season long. So they'll have one of those yeah. games. Is this going to be like yeah. Tampa, though, where Tampa rolled to 62 wins and then got swept by Columbus? Oh, it no. could
2: happen. It could happen. No,
1: not here.
0: Not here. No, nope, I don't see it. All right.
1: Uh, next up. Carolina and the Islanders. Boy, this was a – like that division was a dogfight this year. I do like uh, Carolina the way they play, but the Islanders down the stretch certainly played really, really well. So, uh Yorkie, who you got? Carolina and the New York Islanders.
2: Man, I, I hated how Carolina played in that game against Ottawa. And that was a game that they – Kind of needed to solidify winning the division, but it was the end of the season. Man, they just have such a hard time scoring, and I can't stand their power play. Their power play looked terrible. I'm going to take the I'm taking the Islanders, and I I I, I, I love Pajot in the playoffs. Playoff the Honey Badger in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to take me I'm going to take me some Honey Badger. I'm going with the Islanders. Matt Barzell is healthy. He's going to be back in, and they brought in Bo Horvat. And they get pretty good goaltending. I, 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 this is going to be my one upset in the first round: Islanders over Carolina. In, in what? Seven.
0: I have... Seven. I already. Okay. Uh, so, I already had it written down. I have the Islanders. No, you didn't. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I so don't Carolina has I won that. three
1: straight games. Yeah. Oh, okay they've won three yeah, straight. I just uh both
0: these teams know how to win in the playoffs by the way. Like both teams have been to the conference yeah. finals. I think the New York Islanders missed they barely missed the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. Um yeah. so they've had some guys that have been there and been through it and so has Carolina, but I just think they're bigger and heavier and it's going to be a big series. It's going to be a big heavy series and guys like they're not going to hide, but guys like Aho and and Teravine and they're not going to be able to do what they want to do as much as they have yeah. been in the past. So yeah, I, I like the Islanders a lot.
2: And they've got a big well, and, and Carolina's my... Car- well, Wally, Carolina's missing Stretchnikov too. And he's he's one of those guys that's big, strong, and skilled. They're gonna really miss him in the playoffs. Yep.
1: <sighs> Carolina. I can't go against my boy Calvin DeHaan. Carolina in six. I like that. There you go. <laughs> I. I just I want to see. I mean, I do like Pagano, but anyway, they have the thirtieth power play. If that doesn't work, they're not going to win many games for the New York Islanders. True. Well, yeah, Barzell's back. Uh,
2: Bar- Bar- Barzell's back, though. He's he's the guy that he's the guy that stirs the drink on that power play. He's back. That power play is getting an immediate yeah. boost. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move
1: All right. it's on. It's gonna be a great series. <laughs> New Jersey and the New York Rangers, the battle of the, I guess crossing the Hudson. Um the Devils were 3 0 and 1 against the Rangers this season, and we've all seen how well they played. Who do you like in this game? Uh Bobby, you can start because Yorkie keeps taking all your picks.
0: <laughs> I was man, was I torn on this one? Um because because of the playoff experience, I I edged towards the Rangers a little bit. Um but very hard to disagree with the year that the devils have had. I just don't see a way that the Rangers depth and experience doesn't come through. So I am taking the Rangers and I'm going to take them in seven.
2: Man. Again, Bob, again, I'm going, no with, way. Uh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> the move, the moves they've made, but the, my my biggest reason is Shisterkin. Yeah. I, he, he started, yep. he started to play a lot better in the second half. And I, I think He's the best goalie in the game right now. Debate with Vasilevsky. I'm taking DJ Zbad and the New York Rangers in seven.
1: Mika Zibanejad turns 30 years old, I think, tomorrow. So based on that, is it's the reason I take the New York Rangers. Uh, I just like Mika Zibanejad and the Rangers. I, I think their goaltending is the difference in this one. So yeah. uh, Rangers yeah. in, uh, can I say seven? I'm going to say seven too. There you go. So, uh, finally, we come to the Leafs and Lightning, which uh, mm. for our little area seems to be one of the most exciting ones because, well, they're two pretty good hockey teams, but are they really down the stretch this, that good? Um, <laughs> I didn't like Tampa's game, right? down they no, Since yeah. February 1st, they're 24th in the league at 14, 15, and 5. Um, uh, Yorkie you take Toronto are you a Toronto guy Yorkie or are you going to stick with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Nick Paul
2: I am I am a Ryan O'Reilly guy I I love Ryan O'Reilly love (laughs) how he plays and I like how Achari plays I like how Jake McCabe plays if they can just get decent goaltending I think they'll win this series I think this is the year that Toronto exercises the demons and beats Tampa in the first round. I'm going to go Leafs in six. <laughs>
1: wow. No, I- <laughs> oh my God.
0: Great minds, man. <laughs> um, and But for different reasons. Um, Tampa's exhausted. They look exhausted. They look fatigued. Yep they they for the first time ever they look tired of john cooper and that's not a that's not a slight of john cooper or the players i'm just saying they're all tired of being around each other (laughs) they all they all want a summer of rest uh it's (laughs) got to be exhausting going that deep three years in a row Mm. i'm taking toronto because the Leafs are exhausted the or i'm sorry because tampa's exhausted the only thing the only thing that bothers me is does vasilevsky Turn it on. Steal it, and if he does, if he does, they can steal. But I just find i I just think Toronto finds a way. They made all the moves that they needed to make. Um, they're big. Um, they're heavy. They're their goaltending's the only the only thing for me. But outside of that, um, I, I think they find a way. Toronto and six. Uh,
1: I I I just don't like their goaltending, and I don't. I wonder if Tampa has one more run left in it before it's got a. Find some new pieces. So yeah. Braden points a fifty goal scorer. Mm-hmm. I like Victor Hedman in that blue line. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky is the difference. Tampa in seven. Not a bad call though. I can't. It, this, and this can't, is uh, so, such a pick-em series. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know what's yeah. crazy?
2: Nobody, nobody even talked about Victor Hedman this this year. It's it's almost yeah. like he's just kind of resting and recharging, getting ready for maybe one more playoff run. But yeah. uh, can, the Leafs can't <laughs> lose right. again. They they can't lose regular season. Rocking chair. <laughs> yeah. Just take, if, like, if, yeah. If Toronto if Toronto loses, they will burn that city down, right down. And <laughs> that that it, that the, the, I think they're all gone. If they lose in the first round, everyone's fired. They're and and they're gone. And yeah. from president, GM, echo, everyone. They're all done. <laughs> I think yep. Yep. if they. So the the pressure. How about the pressure on Marner and and Matthews? Like that yeah. is incredible right now. Uh, to me, this is the
1: can't can't miss series to watch. Agreed. If if you can control Marner and and I guess Matthews, can you win the series? And then by that I mean remember when uh, Yorkie when they had you had Yash and Buffalo just shut yeah. him down, even though he was the Hart Trophy finalist. If you can do that to those two guys. Can you win this series no because like an obvious answer no because
2: because nylander's nylander's been good this year and and he was decent in the last i think he's learned some lessons of how you need to play in the playoffs yeah and i still i still like john tavares i i think he's such a smart player he's so good he's so good from the hash marks and around the net tip and pox he's he's a no not enough people talk about him he's and look at their defense too Giordano, he's a guy that's almost done. They got some storylines there that lead me to believe that the, once they get winning, that the media is just gonna eat up like the Giordano story, the Orion O'Reilly stories. So I, I just think they're deeper than they've ever been. They've got some grit, they've got some size. And you're right though, Wally, the, the, the goaltending. I just think it has to be good. It doesn't have to be great. I just think it needs to be decent.
1: Yep, All agreed. Right. We'll see how this all plays out. Uh, until tomorrow, gentlemen, when we discuss uh, General Manager Pierre Dorian's comments at his uh, season-ending press conference, we will uh, and sit and watch the playoffs that begin tonight. So have a great day chat with you tomorrow. Just can't wait. See you, boys. See you, fellas. <laughs> Enjoy them. You. night one of the
0: playoffs.
2: <laughs> Coming in hot is brought to
0: you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.